Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight I have a very important guest on the show, a man I've known for several years now. Steve Heviken is a chap from the Midlands who has always had strange experiences. It started for him as a child, he had them as a teen and they went on throughout his adult life. He's in his 60s now and he's still experiencing strange things. One night, when Steve was walking along the canal in Hayes Heath with his girlfriend's brother and the dog, they reached an overgrown section which was full of weeds and plants and blackberry bushes, just a tangle of shrubs. The dog began to react in a really strange way, as if someone was hiding in the tangle of the bushes. Steve tried to light up the bushes with his torch, but as he shined his light into the bush, the torchlight would fail, but it would light again when he pointed it away from that direction. Both the men set off and Steve felt the warning not to look back, but he did. And as he looked back, he saw the weirdest thing. Where the bushes were, there was now a strange figure that was standing there in the gloom. And it looked for all the world like a troglodyte or a wild man creature that was just standing there watching. It had that shape to it, but it was made of light. It had a really strange glow to it, almost as if it was emitting its own light source somehow. The creature glowed as it watched them walk down the path. Steve asked me if I felt that some of the creatures are beings that people experience. Do they ever follow people home? A question many people will have asked themselves, no doubt. And I would say the answer to that is yes. On many occasions, I've spoken to people that have connected with something, shall we say, in a woodland setting or somewhere else, and that creature has followed them home. It doesn't just happen if you're a paranormal investigator. I mean, you could buy a piece of second-hand furniture and bring something into your home. But it does have that kind of thing. An attachment is an attachment. So if something attaches to your energy and you bring it to your home, 
we have to set some serious boundaries in the same way that you would with a human being who was trying to get in your home. And if you're in the woodlands and your gut tells you you shouldn't be there, leave because there are predatory humans around and there are also predatory beings. So that instinct, that gut, listen to it and use it like a tool. Steve also asked me if this kind of ongoing activity happens along bloodlines. As some of his children began to experience similar things to Steve in their home after he visited. And they've also had strange experiences of their own. And on a trip with his grandchildren, the whole family group were confronted by a huge thud on the ground that just shook the whole family. This was not the first time Steve had felt that thud on the ground. He's also felt that at Canuck. Steve's daughters have had very strange experiences at their homes. And his son also had an experience where he felt shadowed when he was with his friends in the woodlands. Even the family dog began to act strange around the home. There have been ominous feelings around the home and there have been thuds on the roof. The events culminated quite recently when Steve was leaving the cemetery after a visit with a loved one. That day, as he drove away, Steve saw two beasts, a creatures he struggled to name. He felt they were almost werewolf-like in appearance. The family members in the car did not see the creatures. So were they meant for Steve's eyes only? This all started in 2017. Steve decided to visit an area close to where he lives on the edge of Canuck Chase. Uh, he lives Hayes Heath. It was early spring, below 20 degrees, and there was snow on the ground. Steve had got an interest in the British Bigfoot, and he decided that a snowy day was a good day to look for prints in the snow, and I would agree. While walking off the path, Steve went into thicker vegetation. He heard steps being taken around him. He felt watched and shadowed on the entire visit. After a couple of visits with strange activity happening around him, including bangs, thuds and whistles, Steve decided to back off from that area as he felt things were taking a negative vibe. Listening to many reports in the area of missing people, missing pets and livestock made Steve not want to go into the woodland alone. The events unfolded over four years and they started on that very first visit to Canuck Chase. At first, as I say, it was footsteps moving around by something unseen that followed him. Then whistles and rock clacks. On each occasion, Steve tried to find the reason for the things that he was hearing. He looked around, he checked the area. He wondered if it was a woodworker or a dog walker, perhaps. But on all occasions, he was there alone. The events at his children's homes have happened in the years since his regular visits and we seem to have gone from some slight following attempts to showing themselves as a large canine creature as big as a horse. Is this being the one witnessed by many people on Canic Chase? Is it the same invisible being that followed him in the woods that day or are there different entities entirely? The things on the chase have been reported for over 800 years. So that tells me that lots and lots of people have seen them. 
canals we know about the Shroppy Canal. There are a number of strange reports like this along that canal. I spoke with Steve at length and we do chat from time to time on the phone and we discuss some of the activity that was happening around him in his children's home and I gave him a few pointers on how to set some boundaries. Steve shared his most recent experience with me after his visit to the cemetery. On that night he saw two thickly muscled creatures that were as large as horses and they were moving down across the field almost in a cat-like way. But the bodies, heads and tails on these creatures resembled dogs and they were very canine looking. While I had Steve on the phone chatting, he allowed me to quickly record our chat. So we pick up the conversation where I asked Steve to start with his visits to the woods and all of the events that have taken place from then up to him seeing the two strange creatures. I mean, my exploring down the fields, mm. um, as, I, as I said, when I, was, I kept hearing things about uh, uh, the British uh, big Bigfoot and like the wild man of the woods and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I decided to, and I heard there was like reports to do with Canada J. So I started looking up online uh, a few years back, and then and then your name came up mm. uh, in the research that I was doing. And then I started looking at your stuff, and I thought, oh, she looks like the kind of person that I need to get in touch with. And, and anyway, um, <clears throat> when you, uh, you know, one of the things that I looked at when you said, it would be interesting if, if people went out to their local neck of the woods and they'd be surprised because these creatures are probably closer than you think. Yeah. And, of course, that led to my first sort of uh, adventure. When I went out, it had registered like 20 below zero on that day. And when I had that, that sort of encounter, like with whatever it was, I didn't see anything, but uh, I definitely heard something. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, wow. But, uh, but anyway, uh, my daughter, Summer, she had a, an experience in recent times. Um, well, I, wo- I wondered whether something had followed me um, up from the woods, not on the same day perhaps, but, but somehow established where, where it might have thought that I lived. Because when I came back from the woods on that day, I went straight to my daughter, Summer's, who lives across the road from my apartment, so diagonally. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I went to her place to tell her about my encounter, this experience. But anyway, I was wondering if anything had followed me somehow, if it's something supernatural down there, mm. or, if it, or if this being has got supernatural abilities. Uh, I'll just give you a rough outline. She was, uh, she was in, a, in a living room, which is at the back of the house, and... Uh, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 
18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gone to bed then. Anyway, uh, someone was sitting there and she noticed that Tom, uh, the cat, was outside the door. And he was like, so his head was like twisting back as I was looking back across the garden. And it was night time, it was just dark out there. And I don't think they had any lighting out there. But anyway, you know, when uh, this is familiar to me and to you, mm. but when she was telling me, it made the air slow back and would extend up. Because I thought, wow. Because uh, she said, I said, I had this distinct feeling that there was like a presence in the garden. I mm. says, and I felt that it wasn't exactly a person. I says, and, you know, it's affected her like a body, as our body sensed it. Yeah. And, and anyway, uh, I said, normally I would have gone to the door and, and it's got like a patio doors. I should have burst the cat in. Hmm. But I think she just got up and she felt so alarmed that she just quickly slid the, uh, the curtain across. She got double curtains across. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she started to rapidly, like feeling a sense of alarm, move across the living room, uh, across into the kitchen, and then to the foot of the stairs and then started making about the stairs. Yeah. And there's a, win- there's a window at the bottom, and as well as up as well, but, but the window at the bottom, as she started to uh, go upstairs, she felt this, as though somebody was trying to get in the window, mm. and she felt the window uh, sort of, it was closed, it was shut, but it was like being, as though someone was trying to pull it and force it open. Oh, dear. And, anyway, she was, she was, she said it was like, you know, that, the proverbial thing, you know, when you're sort of, uh, it's all that cliche. Yeah. If it was like trying to move, but you can't move because you, you're so scared. <laughs> you don't feel as though you're actually moving anywhere. Yeah. And, and she, she was doing that to try to get up the stairs. Anyway, she got up the stairs and she went and woke her Dan up. And um, anyway, there was like, um, I think he went down to go and investigate. And uh, anyway, he didn't uh, see anything mm. out there or whatever. But there was some, there was some in, something interesting about the window about it being, it wasn't open at one time, but then it was. Uh, but if you, if you talk to her, she might be able to explain it in more detail and whatever. And there was like a bit of a, a thing, you know, like, and so, uh, and then I started to worry. Then I thought, oh my goodness, whatever that is down the field, I wonder if I, I sort of made it sort of come after me, like, or try and read. Try and connect with me or something. Well, but anyway, the uh, so that was that. Uh, so she's got that, and I, I think I did mention to you in the past that my son was at. Um, I ain't sure it much in a place called Western Park. He was with some friends, and then he uh, 
it's Tyson's get like a twilight mm. and they decided uh, they'd been messing about on these sort of countryside parks and whatever it was mm. and they, they decided uh, they, they realised there was like there's some noises in the bushes and trees and uh, he was telling me they couldn't see anybody but, but my son um, he was starting to feel a bit uneasy as though something wasn't quite right mm. And he was like, I think we ought to leave now, guys. And, <laughs> and they started walking off this uh, area where they were. Mm. And and then, which was interesting, he made my ears prick up. He said, uh, he said it's like as though this uh, sound through the trees and the bushes sort of followed them, the, the, the typical shadowing yeah. behaviour, you know. And uh, so that was that. So if you wanted to talk to my son, I could try and arrange something with him. Yeah, um, but, but there's not much more to it than that than what, what I've just told you. Uh, the whistling. Um, what happened with that was, um, as I said, I've been I've been going down the fields to the woods, yeah, ex- exploring around, and um, I've seen one or two sort of structure type things, but I assumed they were being man-made, you know, yeah. people practicing survival or or making blinds because we do have deer around the area. Mm. Uh, so I thought that might have been connected with that. But then there was one or two structures that didn't seem quite right, you know, Yeah. Um, in a strange way that I thought might have been a sort of a, perhaps let us a signal or as a, as a marker or a sign. I did drop it off, and I'll be honest with you, I did drop it off. Yeah. Because I was starting to get uneasy with, with some of the things I was researching and looking at different things, and the, mm. especially in North, North America where people are going missing and... And as you know, there's uh, national parks and all kinds of things. Yeah. And uh, and then I realised that there's obviously people going missing in the UK, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there's all kinds of weird things going on. And, and as as you know about weird stuff all my life, so I thought it's either likely that I'll encounter something really weird. So anyway, but I think I was still probably nipping down the woods from time to time. But mm-hmm. my daughter Ebony, she's got a dog named Candy. And uh, anyway, at the time, I was walking this dog for uh, like two or three times a day. I was walking the dog, and it was getting me out of the air. It was giving me a bit of exercise, and I was walking around to the um, – there, like there was like a blocked-off uh, road, which I'll come to that incident in a minute. But, but anyway, at the time, I thought it was odd. But I didn't make too much of it, you know. Mm. But it, it was definitely after my encounter down the field when I had that – weird heavy thudding on my first explore you know yes and uh and anyway, i was walking on with a dog get her candy on the, on the lead and um and all of a sudden from this sort of corner area in the bushes and the trees there was this uh there was this like uh whistling as i had released two people perhaps uh sort of whistling and um it was like as though it seemed very close to me, mm-hmm. as though someone or something was trying to get my attention. Yeah, but I couldn't see anyone, and it was like I can't. It wasn't just like you know, like somebody calling a dog or whatever. Mm. And if anyone was walking a dog, it would have been way over the back of those uh, trees. Yeah, on the on the grass, and I would have recognised you for what it was. You know. Mm, yeah. But this was definitely something unusual, and I was like, "Whoa!" And it was that 
sort of loud and as though someone was or something was coming close trying to um whatever interact in some way mm. uh, but i couldn't see nothing or, or anybody i was watching something i'm not sure whether it might have been that program that you were in mm. or whether it was anything else that i watched and then someone was talking about these unusual whistling sounds yeah. And I thought, I thought, whoa, hang on. <laughs> it made me sort of think, but I'm not, you know, obviously I can't say that it was something strange. Um, yeah. it, was, it was so close to me, this whistling, that I was alarmed that I couldn't see anybody or anything. Same as I felt when I, when I had my original experience with the Abbey Thudding. What I did, I, I sent out like the mental thoughts. Uh, I'm peaceful. Uh, I mean no harm. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a loving, kind person. I was just uh, exploring around here. Mm. And, uh, well, yeah, this this field, it's, um, I started calling it Daisy Field. So it's quite a little bit uh, of space. It's got that corner piece mm. that I was just talking about. Also, another uh, thing happened. Uh, again, I was walking uh, the dog candy, uh, sort of late, late one night. Mm. And... Um, I was almost at the end of the road, coming onto the on that corner, which comes onto the old Canuck Road, the corners. As I was approaching the corner, for some reason, this white car, and there's not many cars about that late around that area, mm. um, whatever time of the night, it must be around about midnight, half twelve, something like that. And um, anyway, for some reason, this white car, as it sort of came past at its normal speed, and he just, there was just something about the car that made me think, oh, I want to get a closer look at that car. So I ran a few yards to the end of the, the corner. There was no way the car could have got out of the way, gone anywhere. But the, the car was nowhere inside. There was no engine uh, driving away. Mm. Um, I walked down, because only houses on the right-hand side. I walked down with the dog um, to see if there was any white cars on the drives in case one had, one had pulled up on the drive. Yes. And it, it was definitely a white car and there was no white car on any of the drives. I went over to the, the Gold's uh, car rental, van rental place, uh, looked on the forecourt of there and there was vans and all sorts of things, but there was nothing uh, that matched this. Uh, and I was feeling, you know, the vehicles mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought, could it have been a van? And I'm just looking for a car. But I, I knew that was ridiculous. But I was feeling the bonnets of the cars to be yeah. they were warm. Um, but but now everything was... And uh, anyway, I was telling my daughter to release about this. And she says, oh, God, Dad, you're joking. And I said, I'm not. I said, I said why? And it says that she had exactly the same experience with a vehicle. Over by where she lives in Albury, right? And uh, and I'm not, I can't remember the details of the the vehicle now and whatever. I'll have to find out. Mm. But but she said there was this car that was like or van, whatever it was, that was like there one minute and then gone the next, and there's no way it could have got out of the way. Next, I asked Steve if he would let me know what was the next strange thing that happened to him and his family as he explained his next experience steve reminded me that when he first went to canic chase one of the things that he felt was this enormous thud on the ground that you could feel in your chest and he was out on a walk with his family and his grandchildren and they 
felt the exact same thud to the point where his granddaughter asked him what that was and he was honest with her and he said he didn't know what it was but they all felt it and it kind of shook them up. The next conversation I have with Steve is where he explains to me he was leaving the cemetery after visiting a loved one and he sees two incredibly strange creatures shall we say in a field as he passed in the car. That incident where the dog had seen something that we didn't yeah. see and was growling. Then the incident where the thud on the roof. And then the incident where someone was unnerved enough yeah. to want to get upstairs quickly. And then something was pulling at the window. Um, it might have realised that I sort of detected it. Um, because as I said, I, um, I obviously felt as though whatever this was that was making these thuds, mm. I'd take a step or two, and then this creature would take, you know, yeah. about three steps, four steps, like thud, 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 or, or it, I, I can't say it was footsteps, I mean, you yeah. could interpret it as footsteps, but it could have been like a, an energetic, yeah. sort of like banging, to let me know that I wasn't welcome in the area, or mm. maybe... If that's a slightly different dimension, it might have seen me. Mm. So whatever it was, it could have thought, oh, that's curious and interesting. So in that slightly different reality, perhaps, or it might be in this reality, totally, it could have thought, oh, that guy's interesting, I'm going to follow him. Well, coming back to these two creatures that I saw in the field mm. uh, while I was in the car, I mean, obviously, that particular road... Um, Dan was not exactly speeding, but he wasn't exactly going. So for a good eight to ten seconds of me looking, uh, you know, it, it was absolutely incredible. And I, I said, these two creatures, whatever they were, I said, I'm hoping with all my eyes that they were just some kind of giant dog. I mean, I'm 64 and I've seen Great Danes. I've seen mm. these big Newfoundlands. I've seen the, you know, you name it. I've seen... As, you know, I think this, I've seen all the dogs that there is in the world. These things were far bigger than that, whatever they were. Yeah. And if I say they were the size of uh, a family car, like a sort of an estate car, mm -hmm. and, a, and as I, at least, um, and it was like... But there seemed to be this like sort of uh, a sinewy sort of movement to them, you know. Right. Which which wasn't like a horse or, or anything like that. Movement was like, um, probably a bit like a cat, I should imagine, as well. Our cat can move. These two creatures hadn't got a care in the world. Mm. And, uh, like, like I say, it's about half eight, quarters of nine-ish. It's still light. And, um, but they didn't have horse tails. Uh, these were more um, like dog-like. Um, and no sort of bulk in the tail, you know. Yeah. But it was like, um, and they're just like, they're just like casually, as I didn't got a care in the world. And, I mean, uh, there is a house nearby to this sort of uh, private wood that yeah. these creatures seem to be slowly going towards. But there is a, a house nearby across the road, and uh, and it's. I was thinking of knocking the door of that place. But if they if they were to say, like, uh, no, there's no uh, 
Uh, mm. No, you worry, it'll be. <laughs> but it's like, but you know, I, I was being unnerved by these people going missing. Yeah. Uh, that I told you before, and and it was like it was making me a bit apprehensive, thinking, oh crikey, I wouldn't like that to happen. I said, but it looks to me for all the world, just as you know, you see these, and you see like these sorts of like. Uh, and I said to my family, I said, I'm going to say werewolf, and I said. I said, you might think I've lost the plot, but I'm just telling you what I saw. All I can do is tell you what I saw. Yeah. And, um, but these creatures are like sort of a darkish, like sort of a dark greyish, as much as I can remember. And the, they definitely had like the sort of the wolfish. Uh, I was telling my daughter at least, and I said, so wait, do you think you might have um, somehow become aware of a different time? As to when there might have been wolves that, that was in the land. Steve went on to explain that he was unsure whether the creatures he saw in the field were flesh and blood, paranormal or dimensional in some way. He said to me that as he was driving, he saw the two creatures in the field. They were as big as horses, but more canine in description. And the way that they moved across the field was very strange. They almost slinked almost like a cat he said but these creatures were definitely canine they were kind of gray dark color and he passed quite quickly in the car and he saw them what steve's describing in this conversation really is an escalation of events so he went to canuck in 2017 and he encountered something that shadowed him around canuck thumping its feet and on subsequent visits matching his step um, almost trying to catch him out in a way. His grown-up children have had experiences of their own with something banging at the window, something thudding on the roof, and pets acting incredibly strange. And Steve wonders if he kind of took something from Connick and took it back home with him. We had a talk about setting boundaries and the fact that you need will to kind of shut this down if you need to. Everything seems calm at the moment, and Steve's happy for me to interview him again. So if anything else does come up, I'll make sure and let you know. I was really grateful to Steve for letting me interview him, um, and I can't wait to interview him again. I'll be back at the same time, same day, next week. Good night, everyone.